Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. when Isaiah wrote his prophecy all those hundreds of years before Jesus was born, Colin, that he imagined we'd be reading it today? <laughs> I don't suppose it even entered his head. He wouldn't know what today was going to be like. He he wouldn't really have been able to foresee what the age of the church was, was going to be like. Um, I suppose when you write scripture, you don't realize you're writing scripture. You are just obeying uh, the word of God, the, the voice of God, and you're doing what he's telling you to do. We're looking at chapter 55 today, and you're making the point right the way through these programs that these were words for Israel at the time, as well as for the future, and so therefore they do apply to us as well. Yes, and it's perfectly valid for the Holy Spirit to take any of these scriptures and refer them to us, because Jesus is the yes and the amen to all the promises of God, and these uh, verses, these chapters, contain many commands, which are still relevant for us today, but also many promises. And God can use these words to um, speak to us in a whole series of different circumstances. For example, in chapter 55, verse 6, we read, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, and to our God, for he will freely pardon. You see, those are the kind of verses that the Holy Spirit will use when people perhaps have been straying from God's best ways, when perhaps they've been backsliding, when perhaps they've just had a casual attitude towards God and towards prayer. And the Holy Spirit is using these words to call them back into the place of close fellowship and unity with God that he is wanting. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near, because he promises to be with us always, doesn't he? Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. If, if people have wandered into sin, come on, repent of that sin. Turn back to God. Come back into the flow of the revelation of truth and into the life that God has given you in Christ. You know, let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on you. Yes, if you strayed away from the purposes of God, he will forgive you. He will be merciful to you, to our God, for he will freely pardon. And then in the next verse, there's um, words that God will use in a whole variety of ways, often attaching this to other prophetic words that he speaks to us. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. Oh boy, that is so important for us to remember. I mean, it, it, this, this is a gold dust verse. That's what I call the really key uh, truths that we find. You know, God's thinking is so much bigger and greater. God can't think small. He really can't. I mean, he thinks in detail. He knows even how many hairs are on our head. But his vision is so immense. His plans and purposes so great. And all the time he is wanting to stretch us and to stretch our faith and to get us to believe beyond anything that we have known in the past. And of course, his ways are not our ways. It's no use trying to make God conform to your ways, if you like, trying to get him to come down to your level, because God's purpose is to raise you to his level. And uh, that is what he does by the Holy Spirit and by the Holy Spirit speaking such words as this to encourage us 
to think in a much greater way than we are. And the following verse is sort of attached to it. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. I mean, that just shows the immense gulf, the immense difference there is between the thinking of God and our thinking. One of the problems that we have really in, in understanding God and trying to communicate God to other people is that we are confined, we are limited by language. Um, how can we find adequate language to express the greatness of God? Because he is so much greater than anything we can say. And, you know, if you pick up your Bible, it's probably about 1,500 pages long. And you think, wow, that's an awful lot of stuff, close-knit, usually two columns, a close-knit word, you know. How, how, how am I to get a grasp of this? Why has God given us so much Scripture uh, as this? And the answer to that is, well, we need it all. All Scripture is given for our learning. Why? Because only then can we get any idea at all of the immensity of God, of the greatness of his purposes, of the magnitude of the things that he is able to do and the way in which he will work out his plan and purposes amongst us. And this is the wonderful thing about Scripture. I mean, I spend time every day feeding, literally feeding on the Word of God. And, and uh, you know, another great promise is contained in, in the following verses, verse 10 of chapter 55. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. This is greatly encouraging, you see, because it means that whenever God speaks to us by the Spirit, when the Spirit of God takes these prophetic scriptures and speaks them to us, a word is going out from God's mouth, a word into your heart, a word into his church. And he watches over his word to perform it. And and what he is saying in, in these um, verses is that when he speaks, he does so to accomplish what he desires, and achieve, that word will achieve the purpose for which he sent it. Just remember the great power of the words of God. How did all creation come into being? God spoke. It doesn't matter what the the um, scientists try to say or prove or or can't prove about the way in which creation actually began, we can tell them that the whole thing was initiated by God speaking. And that's the power of God's words. Do you think we underestimate the power of the spoken word? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, but especially um, when we're speaking forth the words of God, because he will ensure that that which which uh, comes from him uh, will be fulfilled. But all power, all words are powerful. In the New Testament, um, you know, uh, James warns us about the use, of, the use of our mouth because one moment, moment it can be speaking blessing and another moment it can be speaking curse. And the more you speak the truth over your life, the more your life will reflect that truth. 
And the more people speak in contradiction to the word of God, the more they actually curse themselves. They don't intend to do that, but that is in effect what they do. Can you give me an example? They go against the authority of God. Well, if you speak of of, of yourself, you know, I'm no good, I'm useless, I'm, and all that kind of stuff, you're actually speaking curse over your life because what does the word of God says? That you're loved, that you're accepted, that you're forgiven. Uh, that God has his plan and purpose for you, that that you are valuable in his sight because your body has become a temple of his Holy Spirit. So how can you believe those things and yet then speak negatively about yourself? You see, your conversation, what you say about yourself, needs to come in line with the revelation of the truth with what God says about you. Well, here God is speaking these words. So they were spoken to Israel, but you're saying that we can take them for ourselves as well. Oh, most most definitely, because you see, it's a spiritual principle. When God speaks, his word goes out from his mouth and does not return to him empty. It accomplishes what he desires. So when he speaks to you, it's so that what he speaks to you will be accomplished. No matter what it is he says, he will watch over his word to perform it. So I, you know, I'm always greatly encouraged by these scriptures. I think they're absolutely wonderful. At the beginning of chapter 57, there is a scripture that again, pastorally, I have used many, many times. One of the most perplexing situations that Christians have to face is the death of a beloved one, especially if it's a premature death or the death of a child or somebody who is killed in an accident or even who is murdered. Uh, How do you cope with that? Well, there is a word of truth at the beginning of chapter 57 that has, has given tremendous strength to people. Let me just read it. The righteous perish and no one ponders it in his heart. Devout men are taken away and no one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. Those who walk uprightly enter into peace. You would be amazed at the effect I've seen those words have on one person after another who has been newly bereaved. Absolutely amazing. But you see, this is the astonishing power of God's words. And people don't look at calamity and trauma in that way. Well, this is someone you loved. It, it appears now that they've been taken from you. And of course, you're not grieving for them because if they're believers, they have gone to be with the Lord. Your grief is for yourself, but you're asking this question, why, why, why? And there never seems to be a satisfactory answer when you're in the middle of grief. But this is like a word of understanding that comes from God. No one understands that the righteous are taken away to be spared from evil. Those who walk uprightly enter into peace. Tremendous comfort Well, he has been spared from evil, perhaps from disease, perhaps from some other trauma or calamity, and he has entered into the place of peace with God. When you look at these situations from the perspective of the one who's gone to be with the Lord, you can't feel sorry for him or her. You can only rejoice in the goodness of God 
and in the knowledge of his salvation. And when we're in circumstances like that, we need words of encouragement like these from God. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 